Everybody Googles everything, especially potential customers or employers, and a business or personal online reputation can make or break you. If negative search results or reviews are impacting you, Webamax is here to help. Our proven process restores your online reputation quickly and effectively, and it matters. Don't let negative results control your narrative. Visit GoWebamax.com and fill out a brief confidential form to see how we can help. Remember, if you aren't paying attention to your online reputation, someone else is. GoWebamax.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Welcome to another episode of Bucks and Six, a Milwaukee Bucks podcast brought to you by Fans First Sports Network. My name is Steven Dorf, and alongside me as always is my co-host Hershey Winkleman. Check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Bucks and Six FFSN. And then you can find this and all of our other podcasts on either Apple or Spotify. So check those out. Uh, we got a breaking news podcast for you, I guess. Um, with the shocking dismissal of Adrian Griffin, uh, rookie, first-time head coach, started the season off 30-13, and 13, Hirsch, uh, fired today after <laughs> having the fourth-best win percentage in NBA coach history. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on this shocking, sudden just abrupt dismissal or firing as you want to call it with Adrian Griffin Hirsch. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely wasn't expecting it. I don't think you were either, especially on our last podcast when we were both kind of talking about how, you know, this guy deserves a little bit more time uh, before we have really our, our full uh, scope on, you know, how he's done, but clearly the front office and the players thought differently. Um, it, it seems like he, he lost the locker room. Uh, from all the reports that we've seen coming out today. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, defensively, we, we've we been talking about it all year. I mean, it feels like simple changes that he just simply refused to make. Uh, the guy fell in love with Malik Beasley, which was kind of weird. Um, and then also, you know, he, we never, he never really improved. And he was always a guy that was meant to be like the opposite of Bud, where he would, you know, make adjustments when needed. And he was making them earlier on in the season, and then kind of that that kind of fizzled out, and we kind of just got really stale. Um, and especially with you know 
like we mentioned uh, yesterday in our last podcast, two very, very close games against, you know, the worst team in the league, Steve. I think that was probably the straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, I Not necessarily. I mean, I think, like, this was just, like, the writing was on the wall. I mean, the whole Terry Stott situation, like, you know, that was a sign that this wasn't going to work. Um, and just all season, just the lack of improvement, as you mentioned, just I think that is kind of what ultimately broke the camel's back, if you will. However, I, I think that this whole situation is just stupid. I mean, like hiring Adrian Griffin over Nick Nurse and, you know, there's the reports with Giannis not wanting Nick Nurse for whatever reason. Yeah, he vetoed him. Yeah, we we made when our final three candidates were Nick Nurse, Adrian Griffin, and Kenny Atkinson. Nick Nurse, uh, he fell out of the conversation because Giannis vetoed him. We passed up on clearly the best head coach of that trio. Uh, and now we're paying the price for it because our backup plan at the time, Terry Stotts, walked out a week before the regular season started after having a fight with Adrian Griffin because of you know their differing views on scheming. This whole this whole situation just sucks, Hirsch. Yeah, I kind of agree with you there um, on just the fact that I think we made you know the wrong hire coming into the season. Uh, I think both of us, you know, while we were looking for our, our next coach, we're kind of both saying that we that we would have rather had a veteran coach as opposed to a rookie coach. We ended up getting the rookie coach, and I thought, you know, might as well give this guy a shot. We've got a great group of talent here. Uh, maybe he can put something together, be like the next up and coming, you know, like really young, cool, uh, really good coach. But that just ended up not being the case. Um, and I don't necessarily think it's stupid to fire him now. Um, I, I still think, you know, there there is a championship window for this season. I know I know you disagree. We've been talking about that all day. But, yeah, I think, you know, depending on the coach that we get, which we will talk about in the in the second half of the episode, I, I definitely think there's think there's still a path. I just think he did a pretty horrible job with the defensive schemes. And also, I mean, we, we've seen reports today as well that Damian Lillard did not like the way he was being utilized in the offense, uh, which is interesting because we had a great offense this season and Dame's putting up, you know, pretty good numbers, but, and just came off of a 45 point game. Uh, but if the star players like Chris, like Giannis, Dame, even maybe Brooke are upset with the guy and they, and they don't want to, they, they don't want to play for him. You have to rip off that band-aid. You can't waste a season because of a because of a bad coach. Like you have to get rid of him. Yeah, I mean, I think that even if you think he's a bad coach or not, you're essentially throwing away this season's championship window by firing your coach mid-season. History will tell you that. I mean, yes, you can look at the example of the uh, David Blatt and Tyron Lue situation with Cleveland back in 2015. But Tyron Lue was like an in-staff hire. He was their interim head coach who then became their head coach after they fired David Blatt. So that's a little bit different. He was coming from a familiar system. And it's also LeBron James. I mean, it's just th this situation to me is it's, it's ridiculous. I mean, you were 30 and 13. I know it looked ugly. And right now we were going through our worst stretch of the season, you know, starting in 2024. It got really ugly. I think in the month of January, we were the 27th rated defensive team, which is the worst it had been all year. And I think you sent me some tweet earlier that it was some of the worst defense this franchise has ever seen or the worst it's ever seen. Uh, you fired him at his lowest point of the season. I, I just think 
that we never really even, because we've been talking about exploring trade options, getting that lockdown guard that we've been looking for because we traded Drew Holiday. And keep in mind, we had Adrian Griffin uh, when we, we signed Adrian Griffin when we had Drew Holiday. So he he signed up to coach the defensive team or the defensive-minded team with Drew Holiday being that lead defender. We lost that, and we never really got to make a move for one, Hirsch. We also still uh, had I, we still had Javon Carter like under contract. Like we signed him basically when we had last year's roster, which was a more defensive oriented team. We lost Javon Carter, we lost Joe Ingles, we lost Grayson Allen. All those guys were still on the team when he was brought in. So and and like my point is is like you never really gave him a chance with you know a new you know with making a trade because we know a trade is still coming. Like there's at least in my mind, there's no doubt that we're making a move. Still, we still need to find that guard. But he didn't have the personnel. You traded it away before the season. Uh, I just, yeah, I think it was a little ridiculous. And you put a lot of pressure on the guy, too, when you trade for Damian Lillard. It's just you're expecting a lot of him as a rookie head coach now being forced to use a player that doesn't necessarily fit what he's trying to do defensively. Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, we can both agree that it was a pretty bad hire uh, to start with, but I mean, I, I have to disagree that it, it's stupid to fire him now. I think both of us, you know, didn't expect it. And I, we don't know what's going on, like, within the locker room. We don't know those conversations that are being had. Uh, you know, there could have been a behavioral issue or he could have had, you know, personal personal problems with some of the players. Um, it seems like Giannis kind of had a hand in this as well uh, of, you know, Adrian Griffin being fired at this point. Uh, he's spoken Giannis about was also the guy. Gian, but Giannis was the guy who wanted him hired in the first place, too. The guy who we wanted to hire over, Nick Nurse. Philadelphia looks great this year. I just think at some point, like, John Horst is a really smart GM. He knows what he's doing. He's made great moves for this team, moves that have won us a championship. Why not just let the guy work and do what he is best at? I, I think that, like, okay, I you get the player's input. I think it's important, but not to the extent where you're vetoing legitimately better coaching options because he didn't like him. Okay, yeah, I think we both agree that prior to the season, getting Nick Nurse would have been better. But I'm saying currently, if Adrian Griffin has lost the locker room and the players are refusing to play for the guy, there's nothing else that you can do. You can't force them to play for him throughout the second half of the season and then into the playoffs. Like You have to get rid of him. If, if there's yeah, actually so. discord in the locker room and there's chaos and the players are unhappy with him, Giannis is pissed, Dame's pissed, everyone's pissed at him, then yeah, you have to, you can't, you can't keep him. You can't keep that guy. Yeah, we, okay, but we, okay, so we don't know the extent of, you know, how upset they were with him, with, uh, with Coach Griff, but it's, to me, it's unfair. I mean, you, you don't give the guy the roster he was, you know, planning to coach. You don't give him the ability or, you know, you don't make the move to get a guy that he can coach with on that, you know, to change up that defensive scheme, get something going. Cause we want to play aggressive. We don't have the personnel for it. I, I just think the whole thing is just unfair. It's stupid. It's whack. Uh, I I'm right. I'm pretty concerned at this point. I mean, you know, we talk about how concerned are you on a scale from one to 10, dude? I mean, I'm at like a nine right now. I think that, you know, the history shows that this is not a winning solution. Uh, oftentimes leads to first round exits, second round at best. Just not a good situation. Yeah, I think the way we were going with Griffin, we were a first or second round exit anyway. Yeah, I mean, hey, but we were 30 and 13 and we had seen this team play a really, really great stretch of basketball in December. And then we had seen it play its worst stretch of basketball here in January. 
I just think that you needed to give it more time and then trade for something. We needed to make a move. We were going to make a move. We were clearly aggressive. They were taught all the reports about that. Nothing. And then you fire the coach out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, I understand we may have, you know, there may have been some gripes with him in the locker room, but I, I just think that it's, it's too early. He was 30 and 13, uh, second in the East Hirsch. Uh, I, I understand that it looked ugly, but just too early for me, man. So who would you put more of the blame on then? Would you, would you blame the players? Would you blame Giannis for, you know, getting him hired and then also getting him fired? Or is this more on John Horst for, for listening to the players uh, and, and really adhering to their every wish. I mean, yeah, it's like a collective. I, I would just say it's a collective effort right here. I mean, you have Giannis, you know, and, and Chris, you in the report saying that they wanted Adrian Griffin. Um, Adrian Griffin, you know, is presented with this roster with Drew Holiday, Javon Carter, a defensive minded roster. It is we make a big trade for Damian Lillard. We lose Javon Carter. It's not the roster that he was given. Uh, as a, you know, as a coach, you're expected to, you know, adapt and whatever, but he's a rookie head coach. He wanted to, you know, run the scheme a certain way and he was never given that opportunity. The situation was just bad, you know, to begin with, like you said, we both agree on that. I just think that this is, I don't know. It's, it's ridiculous. Hirsch. It's, this is just ridiculous. Yeah. I think with that, uh, we'll take a quick break, come back and talk about, you know, possible, Possibly Doc Rivers being the next coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. All things are pointing towards that. Uh, so we'll talk to we'll talk more about it after the break. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And we're back on the Box and the Six podcast. I'm Hershey Winkleman. He's Steven Dorf. Uh, you know, after the crazy firing of Adrian Griffin that happened earlier today, 
Uh, Doc Rivers emerged very quickly uh, amongst reports, Steve, as the top target for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, and then according to CNN and TNT uh, earlier on tonight, they did a, a, a reach a deal. Um, there are also conflicting reports saying that they have not reached a deal. Either way, I think we're both going to go into this thinking that Doc Rivers is probably going to be the next head coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, Steven, and why don't you want to go into some backstory uh, on Doc, kind of what we know about him? I mean, he has the championship pedigree that, you know, a lot of in the offseason, a lot of Bucks fans were looking for when hiring a coach. Uh, he has that ring with the Celtics back when they had, you know, that big four with Rondo, Pierce, Garnett, and Allen. He's coached many talented teams, too, in his, you know, 25-year career in the NBA, 24-year career, whatever it is. Uh, but a lot of, you know, blown playoff leads with teams, you know, talented teams like the Lob City Clippers, uh, the 76ers with Embiid. So he's a coach with experience, but bad experience, a little similar to Bud in the sense that he's not necessarily great with the X's and O's, Hirsch. Um you know, he has a good style. You know, he has a style that works in the regular season and he sticks with that stubborn, if you want to call it. Uh, to me, it's like, you you know, it's like hiring butt all over again, except in a different body. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree with you. I think there's, you know, a little bit a little bit of a difference just in, you know, the way that they're going to coach. Um, obviously, Coach Bud is never a player in the NBA. Uh, Doc Rivers was a player in the NBA and a very good player in college. He also played in Milwaukee at Marquette. His jersey's currently in the rafters at the Pfizer Forum. Um, he's a veteran head coach, which is something that you know we 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 wanted coming into the season. Uh, one of the best coaches in NBA history. There's a lot of there's a lot of pros about him. Um, and a couple. I, I wouldn't say best. I would. I wouldn't say best coaches. I would say winningest at least in the regular. Yeah, he's, he's won. He's won a lot. Um, but. While he's been uh, part of the media this this season after, you know, being fired last year from the Sixers, uh, he he went on Bill Simmons podcast two weeks ago and he and he talked about, you know, kind of the Milwaukee Bucks, what their struggles are, what he would want to change. Um, and he, he talked about, you know, that playing play more through Damian Lillard, uh, which I think is an interesting take. He, you know, like we mentioned, he's had Chris Paul in the past. He's had James Harden. Uh, he's had Shea Gilgis Alexander. He's had. Um, you know, guys like Paul George. So he he knows how to use these uh these some of these guards and some of these, you know, superstar players effectively. Uh Rajon Rondo as well. Uh and he, he also talks a lot about, you know, two man game between Dame and Giannis, which I think, you know, we we were expecting a lot more of coming into the season. And we haven't seen, you know, as much of it. Obviously, you know, it has been has worked well between Dame and Brooke and Dame and Bobby, but I think I think a dominant Giannis and Dame pick and roll. Uh, you know that would that would that would definitely be a pro to to the box. I think we definitely need to see some more of that uh, down the stretch of this season here, Steve. For sure, I think it'll give you know us some more offensive st- or stability when we have games when we aren't really shooting well or we're you know just balls and bouncing the right way. You know that a Damian is pick and roll is something you can kind of rely on. Um, but yeah, with that being said, I just think that he's gonna spam that Giannis and Dame pick pick and roll Hirsch, but. Come playoff time, is he going to be able to adjust? I mean, this guy has blown 10, uh, what is it, 10 3 1 leads in his career uh, in the playoffs. So, <laughs> I mean, dude, that that's a lot of 10 1 leads to, or 3 1 leads, dude. Uh, 
He's lost. He's never won a game seven on the road, Hirsch. Like he might have this experience, dude, but it's not good experience. It's losing experience. And it's not like, oh, he's never had the right guys. Like, no, you just named it. He has had multiple Hall of Famers. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's, but of the guys that are like available, it, it, there wasn't much, there wasn't much there. I mean, it was bottom of the barrel guys and Doc Rivers was the top of the barrel. Okay. And that, and that's why you, like I said, I, I've been telling a lot of people and, you know, you might think I'm overreacting and I, I hope I am wrong. I hope that I can eat my words when I say this, but I think that this season is a wash. I think that they messed up from the beginning. They should have went with nurse. Um, if we end up with Doc, because I, you know, the whole thing is a little cloudy right now because it was like CNN that broke it, and usually, you know, you want to see Shams or uh, Woj. Neither of them have really confirmed anything about that, so we'll see most likely tomorrow or when you're seeing this, the day of when you're seeing this. But yeah, I just, I, I don't want Doc. I think that this is a losing situation. I like Griff was a losing situation, you know, like you said. I think that we had a better chance. With Griff, I think now we have little to no chance. I mean, not only do you fire your coach, you're bringing in someone with all this losing experience. He's lost his last five game sevens in the playoffs, by the way. This It's, it's going nowhere. I mean, they're going to have to adjust to a totally new system and you have less than half of a season to do so. Yeah, I mean, I think we can confidently say that Doc Rivers has never had a guy like Giannis uh, to utilize <clears throat> his career. I mean, he's had Joel Embiid, and I understand, you know, as Bucks fans, we all think, you know, Giannis is, at least right now, Giannis historically is a better basketball player than Joel Embiid. James, However, Harden, James Harden single single handedly imploded that team. He had yeah. two he had two good playoff games in that entire series. One of them was when Joel Embiid was out in that first game, and in in the game seven, he I think he had thirteen points. James okay, Harden, and, and then he and he quit on the team because he wasn't. But could be as he wasn't uh, named an all-star. Okay, yeah. See, and I'd understand. I'd be like, all right, fair. Like, you can give him that. If that was like, you know, one of two or one of three times where he blew leads or imploded in the playoffs. <laughs> Ten times where he has imploded with leads. He has never won a road game in the uh, on, on game seven. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely problematic. I mean, there, there's no other way to put it. He he has some – he's had some problematic seasons. Uh probably more problematic ones than successful ones. But I, I think of all the guys that were available, it was like him, Mark Jackson, Mike D'Antoni, uh, Kenny Atkinson. Like the, like Mike D'Antoni is a guy who's known to not play defense. We already don't play defense. We don't need an offensive coach. Uh, whether or not Doc Rivers is going to implement a successful defensive system, I think remains to be seen because we haven't really seen him do it since, you know, those Celtics days, but. Yeah, I think I think it's it's definitely an interesting hire. I disagree with you that the season's a wash. When you have Dame and Giannis and Chris and Brooke and a team that that's this talented, you're never out of it. We just blew out the Celtics by 40, and clearly Adrian Griffin's coaching doesn't matter at all because the players don't care about him. So I I think we can. I still think we can win. I still think we can beat these playoff teams. And hopefully with better with a better defensive system, we actually see some improvement down the stretch because we weren't going to see that with Griff. He was going to ride it out with his system and it was going to suck and we were going to lose in the first round to either the Heat or the Pacers. Yeah, so you like 
okay, I get that. It wasn't working, but you say riding it out with his system, he wasn't given the, you know, the chance to necessarily run his system. He was never given that chance. And if Doc Rivers' system doesn't work, which it's proven to not work throughout his entire career, except that one year in Boston where he won the finals, it's going to be the same thing where he's just going to run with it and we're going to lose. History tells you that this is a losing move for our team. This is, to me, this is a lot different than the Cavaliers, David Blatt, Tyron Lue situation. Uh, and then the last time this happened was with uh, Magic and Kareem uh, and the Lakers, where they fired, I think their coach was Jack McKinney. So this to me is just, it's a losing situation. I mean, every other team that has done this has lost, like a, a contending team that has fired their coach during the regular season, has lost in the first round of the playoffs or gotten gentlemen swept in the second round. It's a losing scenario. Uh, you might want to think a lot of Bucks fans might be happy with firing Griff, but I think it was really, really unfair to not give him the full season, not see what he could have done in the playoffs. Cause realistically you're throwing it away by firing him right now. But I don't think, dude, I, but that's the thing. I don't think you're under, I don't think it's about fairness. I think it's about like, is this even tenable to do in the rest of the season? We and don't if, know that though. My, okay, but we don't know that. We we didn't know that because he he was never given a, our our like we've talked about our def, our defenders on or at least at the point of attack are Damian Lillard, Malik Beasley, Chris Middleton, Cameron Payne, Pat Connington, and a rookie Andre Jackson. Like that that isn't no coach is going to be successful defensively with that. I mean, sure, but like it's not about him like being able to ride it out and him like having like, it's it's not like about the front office being fair to him. It's about whether or not he did a good job coaching these players. And he clearly did not. If the players oh, lost the locker room, then he, he, then he cannot stay. There's, there's no, there you can't, it will, it would be worse for the team for him to stay having lost the locker room than for them to rip the bandaid off, fire him now and try to implement something else different that will improve having 41 games left of the season or something like that to actually try to implement this into the, and then into the playoffs rather than firing them at the end of the season after losing in the first round. Okay. So you'd, you'd rather so okay. I actually have a question for you. Do you think it's possible? Cause you clearly think that Adrian Griffin has 100% lost the locker room. And that probably is the case considering they fired him halfway through the season. Well, and also all reports point to the fact that he lost yeah. the locker room. Mm -hmm. Do you think that it's possible for, you know, any coach to win their locker room back if they lose it at one point during a season in the NBA specifically? I, I don't I don't think so, especially with a professionally led team. These guys, if 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 the mentality of the players is that they're they're not going to play for this guy anymore, that they're going to quit and they're not going to try as hard, then I don't think there's any there's any way to fix that. Because it, it, there's no way for Adrian Griffin to fix his own situation if the players aren't going to try their hardest to actually put effort into fixing it. No, that's a very valid point that you bring. Um, yeah, I just think the situation was just really junk to start. Uh, I know you agree with that. Um, yeah, I mean, it, this is just a tough situation. I, I Again, I think it's a lose-lose. Uh you know, clearly Adrian Griffin wasn't getting it done for a lot of people. And, you know, something wasn't working, something wasn't right. However, I just don't think that hiring a guy like Doc Rivers, a, a known playoff loser outside of one year, a known playoff loser, how is that going to be any better than the unknown? Yeah. Like, I mean, how can, like, how, how, okay, really, how, how can it really get worse? Adrian Griffin loses in the first round versus getting bounced in the second round or whatever. It's the same difference at that point. We're going for championship or bust.
I mean, but at that point, we're still firing him in the offseason if we lose in the first round. Yeah, and, but better better in the offseason when you actually have options. But like who like realistically, like of like the great coaches, who 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 like who's gonna be available? Like, well, I don't I, I don't okay, I don't know right now, obviously. Spolster like Spolster is staying on the heat. Mike Malone. Okay, okay, yeah, but that, that would be down the road. That that that's you know, whatever. But I just think firing your coach midseason, if you're on a contending level team, is a it's it's an unwinnable situation. Outside of that Cavaliers LeBron situation, I, it's unwinnable. I I just it, it the history. I definitely, agree. I definitely agree with you that this this is all in all extremely strange. The fact that we are very very good right now, second in the Eastern Conference, thirty and thirteen. Yet the players have lost lost faith in their coach and are like quitting on the team is absolutely insane to me. And how that happened, I don't know if we're ever going to really know unless one of our players goes on a podcast and talks about it. But yeah, I think we can both. I think we can both confidently agree that. Adrian Griffin was a stupid hire in the first place, and they never he shouldn't have even been on the list, in my opinion. Uh yeah. Um, I don't I don't know. I just I don't know about that. I just this this situation sucks. Um, do you think that we should have even fired Bud in the first place? I mean, I know that you know Bud might not have ne- or Dame might not have necessarily fit in Bud's system, but do you think that firing Bud was stupid? No, I, I actually don't. And I think all the people that are on, you know, Twitter and people that have told me personally that, you know, they should bring Bud back or that firing Bud in the first place was a bad move. I, I think that's completely false. His, his his system had run stale. Honestly, some people might say that, that he was lucky uh, to win that championship based off of, you know, things that happened during that playoff run. Um, and clearly... I mean, yeah, like you mentioned, Damian Lillard would not have fit in that scheme anyway, so we would have had the same defensive issues. I just think Bud's system got stale. He wasn't making adjustments. Clearly, you know, the tragic loss in his family had gotten to his head in the in the first round of the playoffs, which you know was understandable. Obviously, you know, you you always feel for the guy, and you don't you don't wish that on anybody. But I mean, I personally would have liked it if he had taken you know a leave. At that point, if if he really needed to, if that was really getting to him, but none of that really matters anymore because he's not going to be brought back. And you know, hopefully, he does get another job in the league because I like the guy. I mean, I like Coach Bud. I think he was a great coach, but I think in Milwaukee, his system had gone stale, and I think we did need a change. It's clearly, Adrian Griffin was not the was not the right choice, though. Mm-mm. Wish we got Nurse, man. I just wish that. I mean, you know. You know, you give the players a say, but at some point, I mean, one guy is clearly a better coach than the others. And Nick Nurse versus Atkinson or Adrian Griffin. Um, And yeah, this team is really, really talented. And, you know, looking on the bright side, at least for me, uh, if Adrian Griffin really was this bad of a coach or, you know, as bad as or whatever, the uh, locker room had lost all that faith in him. The fact that their offense was still putting up, you know, historically great numbers, even if it was out of sync. Uh, and we, you know, we're 30 and 13, 43 games into the year. I mean, that kind of gives me hope that things could just work himself, uh, could work itself out with a coach like Doc Rivers, who, you know, is at least a veteran, has that NBA experience, albeit losing experience. <laughs> 
Um, hopefully the players themselves, our talent itself can just outshine everything else, outweigh everything else. And the adjustments hopefully just don't matter because uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> this is, I don't know. I don't even know what to say. This is just not great. I'm, I'm trying to justify this in my head, Hirsch. I just can't, this is really, really bad. Yeah, it'll definitely be an interesting end of the season to say the least uh in the next couple of days to see what really truly does happen because like you mentioned the waters are a little bit murky when it comes to doc rivers being actually the coach but i think with that uh that'll be it for today's episode of the box and six podcast uh make sure to leave a like download subscribe and follow us on both uh twitter and instagram at box and six ffsn i'm hershey winkleman he's steven dorf and uh, that's called box